0: Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message.
1: I get the privilege of bringing the word this morning, which is always a privilege, always an honor. I know every time I get up, I say, I don't take this for granted. I'm very prayerful in um, what I ask the Lord to give to me, to share to you today. Not yesterday, not next week, but today. This is a word for today and for for you. Amen. So... um, uh we are focusing uh, today we're focusing on connect and um, this month a lot of our connect groups have uh, launched back or are launching back and meeting together uh, which is very exciting and so you know we want to encourage you as, as a church, to be a part of a connect group, not only attend on a Sunday, but to get a part of a smaller group. There's something in the power of gathering in a smaller setting, that intimate setting, you know, I love it. And, you know, we want to encourage you to be a part of a team, be a part of a connect group because I know in those smaller settings, that's where relationships are formed, that's where we grow, that's where we get to be a part of something are other than ourselves, who knows what I'm talking about. And in Hebrews 10:25 it says, And let us not le- neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. And I don't know if you heard this saying, but connect groups are not just social groups, they are the lifeblood of our church. It's so true. Uh, there's another, I think a lot of some other churches call them life groups. that when we come together not only corporately but in a smaller setting, there's something about life is transferred to each other in that setting. It's the life blood of our church. And I'm actually going to ask uh, the beautiful Grace Lee just to come up uh, quickly for a moment. Grace is one of our connect leaders, but she also oversees our three, C3 cares. In our church, why don't we welcome Grace? Get this well. yes. And I'm just going to ask Grace, did, did you want yes. to start? Yes, I'm going to ask Grace, um, she's just going to share a connect testimony. I'm going to ask her three questions just to encourage us in why connect group is so important, why connection is so important, just to encourage you today. Is that okay? Yeah. So, Grace, why was it on your heart to start a connect group? Um, for me personally, I've always
0: kind of been in connect groups since I became a, a Christian and had my own faith, and they were such an important part in my spiritual growth. And i would probably been out of one for two years with the move up to News all that kind of stuff, and I was really inspired by Wally and Jans and a few other groups that were meeting up regularly um, and felt like I really wanted to connect on a deeper level with God um, and do that alongside other people. So growing in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was like the whole point. And that's all going to be based in the Word and in community. That's good. That's
1: good, Grace. And what do you feel is the importance of Connect? Why do you feel it's so important? Um, It's it's just such
0: an intimate space. And Sunday has its place and its worship and its corporate gathering, but being able to sit down together and actually walk life. The girls that we're walking life with at the moment, our Connect group is women who are kind of in that younger stage, so... I don't know, 20 to 40s, kind of. I don't really want to put a boundary on it. But, um, and so we're all kind of going through similar stuff. We're all women walking with God. We're all, um, some of us are mums, some of us are married, some of us are girlfriends, but we're just walking the same. Yeah, We're all sisters and, and you know daughters and friends. And we just go to a place in our relationship that we definitely can't on a Sunday. <laughs> it would be very emotional. Um, but also getting into the Word and just, like, keeping each other accountable. And calling things out and just being honest about where we're at with God and our walk. And, yeah, it's just a whole other level of depth depth, depth that you can't do in a big group. Or with boys, sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and finally, why would you encourage our people not to only just attend a church uh, service on a Sunday regularly but to get along to a camp regularly? Yeah,
0: I think... Um, I think the invention of the Facebook maybe response in their RSVPs <laughs> in events, you know, and that came in. It was like yes or no, and then they added maybe. I feel like in that moment, I don't know, this is probably like eight years ago or something, but it just created this culture of all of us sort of just, I don't know. I was in the same boat. Oh, I'll see how I feel, or I see how I go, and we talk about that almost every week when we get there, where it's like there's so many other distractions, particularly with little and stuff going on that could stop us from from being there, but that connection and that commitment to encourage each other on. We've kind of all made that commitment to each other that 2023 is going to be here year when we grow in God yeah. and in our knowledge of the word because that's the only way we can grow in knowledge of our father and then also growing in, um, growing in that grace to ourselves, grace to our, our husbands or boyfriends or, or family, grace to our kids, grace to our, our community, our church is really important, so yeah, 2023 is the year where together we're just going to be yep. running ahead to Jesus. All yeah. right,
1: thank, thank you Grace. Thank you Grace. Let's thank Grace. You know, I uh, joined uh, Grace's Connect group on Wednesday night, and just what Grace said, okay, so it had been a big day. I'd been, uh, been working out in the sun all day, just at our kids' school, and it got to 6.30, and I was like, oh, I'm too tired. And everything in me could have made an excuse, I'm not showing up, but I'm a woman of my word. I told Grace that I'm coming. So even though I was tired and I had a headache, I hopped in the car and I drove 20 minutes, but it was awesome because I was on my own. And I went, and i tell you what, church, I turned up because I love our church, but I wanted to support grace. And I went away feeling 10 foot tall. My heart was beating. I felt filled up, encouraged. It is the best thing you can do. And so that is really around my message today, that life is busy, yes, we know, and there's always something on and there's always excuses we can make. But I tell you what, if you just make the time, it is worth the investment. It is worth the investment. And so after service, if you um, can go up the back, we've actually got a Connect Group uh, directory of all our beautiful Connect Groups. If you're not a, a part of one, love you to put your name down. If you're interested in joining Connect Group, you can do that and we can find the right fit for you. And also we talk about that in our welcome lunch as well. So if anyone new uh, who's new in our church or hasn't been to one, come along. And uh, that's a time also where we can find that right fit for you and build wonderful relationships. Amen? Amen? Well, the title of my message today is Stay Connected. Super simple. But this is a simple message, church. I'm a simple girl, but with all heart and all soul. But I really felt God placed this word on my heart um, to challenge you but encourage you again today as we step into a new year. And, you know, we've all heard messages around connected around this theme, but, you know, I feel like we need to be reminded and we need to be challenged. Amen? So I read this quote and it said, social connection can lower anxiety and depression, help us regulate our emotions, lead to higher self-esteem and empathy, and actually improve our immune system. By neglecting our need to connect, we put our health at risk. The reality is that we're living in a time of true disconnection. It's so true that we're so connected, Justin touched on this beautifully last week, we're so connected to our phone, to social media. That's how we connect with friends and relationship, and that takes up so much of our time that society is going down a track where we've forgotten about the physical connection together in community because we go to work every day and we do family and then we get to the weekend and we're just all too tired But you know what, God, throughout the word, throughout the Bible, he's talking about the gathering together, the gathering together because there's power in that. And that was his design, that we should not live our lives on our own in isolation. And, you know, I find for myself as I'm getting older, truth, speaking truth, I'm getting more tired. I'm actually getting a little bit more like I don't really want to socialise as much. I'm, I'm, I'm getting older. I know I'm not old. But I'm getting tired. Life takes you out. But who knows that this can be a bit of a trap. You know what I'm talking about? It can be a trap. A trap of isolating ourselves. And we can use the excuse, I'm too busy. I've you know, got all this stuff. And the reality is, yes, we're all busy. But we need to make time for what we actually need. And that is connection. Yeah. That is being around like-minded people. I'm sharp as i like... You know, the girls that turned up to connect group on Wednesday night and I was able to be a part of that. And I look around and my heart just leapt and I was so encouraged just to hear everybody's stories and what they're journeying through. And you're like, oh, that's not only me that I struggling in that. So do they. And so sometimes we need that and we can pray together and we can support each other. So why is being connected so important? Number one, we were created for connection. Yeah. That's the way God designed us to, to, to be in connection And we all know this scripture in Genesis 2.18, Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Right at the beginning, there was Adam. He's like, he needs a helper. He needs a workmate. Life would be absolutely boring if I didn't create a helper. And then in God's amazing, you know, creativity and glory, he created a woman, a helper for, for Adam, and that was Eve. And, you know, I was thinking about a few weeks back, I was unwell for about five days, and it was actually forced rest for me. And I had to just accept, okay, I've just got to rest, i have got to get over this virus that I have. And um, in a way, I struggled through it because I was so bored because <laughs> I couldn't do the things that I could normally do. And so I, you know, not that going to Coles is that exciting, but after about three days, I, go, I just want to go to the supermarket. But, you know, I just wasn't quite well enough to do that. And I was pondering on that and then even I, I missed a Sunday church. And, um, you know, my family's off at church and you're all here and all of that, but it felt actually really strange. So normally we all only have a Sunday off church. We're on holidays and we need a little bit of a break. But I was at home and I was like, I don't want to be here on my own. I want to be with my people. And um, But I'm like, okay, Melissa, just enjoy it, just slap it up. So I did my own thing. I put worship music on I washed the dishes and all of that. But I struggled, church. I actually did not like it. I didn't like being isolated. I did not like being on my own. Now there's times when I love it. There's times when we need it. We need that space, we need that time out. You know what I'm talking about. We need that time alone, but we are created to be in connection, amen? (coughs) And I don't know about you, but I think about my own personality, and if I was on my own too much, my thought patterns and my thought processes would actually drive me crazy and God help me. So I need my husband. I need my girlfriends. I need my family. I need my kids. My daughter's nodding at me. I need the people that God has placed in my life to pick me up when I need to be picked up, to speak into my world, to challenge me, to actually say, come on, Melissa, stop thinking that way. You need to realign your thinking. What is God saying? Amen? Amen. Amen. And the second thing is connection balances our lives. The more connections you have, the larger your perspective will be. And I was pondering on that. I thought that is so true. Some people's lives are so small and so narrow that their perspective on life is very, very small. But as we open ourselves to have greater connections, the connections that God has placed in your world, your perspective becomes larger. And I was thinking about this the larger your the larger perspective gives you more compassion, it gives you greater grace, it gives you more understanding, and it gives you a greater capacity. Who knows what I'm talking about. I love it. And the third thing is, sorry, I'm just trying to turn my page here. The third thing is connections increase our strength. And Ecclesiastics 4, 9, 10 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one man falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in trouble. And in Acts 2, 42, it says, They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instructions of the apostles and to fellowship, to eating meals together and to prayers. Right there, right in the Word of God, encourages us the importance of meeting together, the importance of not doing life alone. Because as it goes back into Ecclesiastes, it says, but someone who falls alone is in trouble. I don't know about you. I don't want to fall alone. I want to actually, if I'm gonna fall, I want to have people around me to say, Come on, Melissa, I can pick you back up, I can hold your arms high when you're not feeling strong, and I'm walking with you, I'm praying with okay. you. You've got this with girlfriend. Me. Alone we are more alone, we are more vulnerable, but together we are stronger and more resilient. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Connection fuels us for what's ahead, and I know when I come to church. When I come around like minded people, when I have that connection, those God connections, I feel so fueled up that I'm like, I can conquer what's ahead. I can, you know, I like my eyes are opened up. I just go, yep, I can do this. Good. I see clearer. I'm like, bring it on, bring it on. Connection fuels us for what's ahead. Good. And number four is connections keep us growing. Yeah. Growing, ouch. You know when your kids are young and they're growing and they have growing pains? It hurts, but they have to grow because that's a part of how God created it. He created us to grow. And it talks about it all through the Scripture. And I was thinking about how do we keep growing and learning? And I know you've probably heard me say this numerous times, but I look at the beginning, I stand at the beginning of a year and I say to myself, Melissa, at the end of the year, so this year, 2023, this is where you are today. But by the end of 2023, I do not want to be the same person. I want to have grown. I want to have matured even more in my life. That's not only just um, maybe like, you know, having physical goals or whatever, getting more fit. This is actually like maturity in my spirit and in my character and who I am, and that outflows into every area of my life. And that's what God intends for us. And I was thinking about this. How do we keep growing and learning? I believe it's by repetition. Now, I don't know if any of you know my background, but I've got a background in sport and I was a swimming instructor for many, many years, a swimming coach. And how we teach as a swimming instructor is through repetition. And so kids are like, oh, it's the same thing every week. It's so boring. And, yes, as as an instructor every week it's like, oh, it feels like Groundhog Day, I'm doing the same thing. But who knows through repetition That's where you find improvement because it's learned skill over and over again. So with little children, young children, that's the best way they learn is through repetition. And so say like when we're teaching swimming, so they're learning new skills, but as they do it more and more for a longer period of time, the the, the improvement comes, the skill level rises, and then they're ready. So they've reached that... um, that area of competency in those skills, so then they're ready to move on to the next level to learn new skill sets, but they're harder. But then they learn that through repetition. So they're growing, they're maturing, they're getting stronger, they're getting better at their skill set. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah.
1: So that's like us in our faith and our Christian walk. God wants us to keep growing in him and keep maturing in him. Very good. And, you know, this takes discipline, church. This takes repetition. This takes a decision every day that I'm going to read the Word of God. I'm going to read a scripture every day that's going to feed my soul, not just look at Instagram or Facebook. This is weekly coming to church. This is making a decision. I'm going to be a part of a connect group, go monthly, because as you do, I believe this will keep you, keep you being challenged, inspired, and you will keep growing. Yeah. And I love this scripture in Ephesians 4, 13, 16. Are you ready? It says, Until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually, to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity, so that we are no longer children spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine, by the cunning and trickery of men, but by this deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal benefit. And I look at that scripture and when it talks about being tossed back and forth, being swayed by the world. And before it says, no longer children, and I was pondering upon this and I thought, how many Christians, you know, have been Christians, have been, you know, uh, a person of faith, have been going to church for, you know, 20 years, 10 years, or they've been brought up that way. But their faith is still immature. They still think like a child. So as an adult, we've grown and matured into adulthood. We've put our childish ways behind us. And we're now an adult, so we should behave like an adult, not like a child. And I believe that the Lord's heart for us this year is to start growing in our faith and going deeper and mature in him, to actually let our foundations get our foundations strong again and mature in our faith. That's what as I was praying and I really felt the Lord say, and I know we've talked about this, this is a year to take, your church, to maturity, to, to put away childlike ways, to, to put away childlike faith, and let's grow and lay those foundations strong again so that he can do what he wants to do through us. Amen. And then this scripture goes on in verse 15 and it says, but speaking the truth in love in all things, both our speech and our lives expressing his truth. Let us grow up. It says it again, grow up in all things in him, following his example. Who he sorry, who is the head Christ? From him the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies, when each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. So this last part of the scripture talks about together. It talks about doing it together, growing up together, maturing together, not on your own, not in isolation, because every person has a part to play in building the beautiful house of God and in building the kingdom, amen. It's not just the pastors. It's not just the leaders. God has a place for you. He has a gift upon your life that he wants you to use to bring glory to him, amen. And the other day I read this and it says Christianity isn't just an invitation to change your beliefs, Christianity is an invitation to change your entire lifestyle. Oh, that's a challenge right there. That is a good question to ask yourself. Has my faith changed my entire lifestyle? Or am I still living out my old ways, still living out the ways of the world, or have I embraced everything that God's called me to live? Jesus didn't invite us just to believe in him. He also asked us to believe, sorry, Jesus didn't invite us just to believe in him. He asked us to follow him, to look at his way of life and copy it and follow it. If you call yourself a Christian, a great thing to do is to look at the way you live your life and ask, does this in any way look like the way Jesus does things? I do it regularly. I think it's a good thing. I go, is my behaviour right now? Is this what Jesus would do? Now I know, look, we're human. None of us are perfect. You know, we're fallen. We're we're, you know, it's but it's a good thing to go, am I behaving like a child right now? Or have I or have I matured in this area of my life and am I acting like how Christ would like me to act?
2: Good.
1: This is a confronting question to ask, but the invitation is not just to believe in hopes you'll one day go to heaven, but to live a life. That brings heaven to earth, a life that is godly, church. Beliefs can impact the world, but when beliefs and action collide, that's when we are transformed and we can transform the world around us. Amen. And I want to ask you this question today. Has your faith has your faith grown and matured in the last 12 months? Are you still where you were 12 months ago? Have you seen growth or change? Have you seen maturing in your walk with God? And I want to encourage you, just like what we did last week on our dream cards. And if you weren't here last week, I want to encourage you to grab a dream card. They're up the back. So where we encourage our church to write their visions and their goals for the year. It's so good to do that, to write it down, to pin it on your wall, to put it in your Bible because you can go back and you can be encouraged when you feel discouraged, like, oh, I can't do it anymore, and God's saying, what did you write down, Melissa? I've got this. But I want to encourage you to write down where are you today? And when and where do you want to see yourself by the end of the year? The person you are now, and the person you want to be by the end of the year. And then I want you to write down the steps how you're going to see the growth and the change. It's a really good exercise. That's your homework for the week, church. Is that okay? I'm giving you homework. I sound like a teacher. No. I want to encourage you to grow. I want to encourage you to mature. I want to encourage you to become a better person, to become a better husband, to become a better wife, to become a better parent, become a better worker in your workplace, to become a better friend, to become a better daughter, a son, whatever that is. And what's it going to take? It's so good to write those things down and see it and say, God, I give it to you. Help me walk that out. Stephen Furtick said, you get to choose whether to grow into what God has called you or continue to be stuck in the rut of what was. It's a choice, church. We get to choose. It takes discipline. It takes hard work. But it is worth it, let me tell you. Let's go back to getting our foundation strong again and build on that. Back to basics. Back to the basics of what we believe. Just like Justin said last week, little by little, it's not going to happen overnight, it's not going to happen, you know, in a week's time, but little by little, as you walk it out and keep Christ-centred, I was thinking about our phones, our mobile phones, oh my goodness, remember life without those things? Yes, yes, our teenagers have no idea, but the world was good, you know, we survived, didn't we? And um, I was thinking about our phones, and who knows, yes, they need to be recharged every day. We need to, they need to be recharged so they can work to full capacity. So what do we have to do at the end of every day? We've got to plug them into, obviously the the connections into the wall, but we've got to plug our phone into that charger every day so it can be recharged to work at full capacity. And that's the same as us. We need to be recharged every day. We need to be recharged every week. And if we don't, who knows, we run on empty we burn out and we get tired and weary. And I believe, church, two simple ways that we can do that. You've probably heard this numerous times, as yes, you have, but I'm here to remind you and challenge you again. Is that okay? Two ways to do this. Number one, personal intimate connection. We need to keep connecting with Christ each day. Each day. Not once a week, not here on a Sunday, every single day. And that's through his word, that's through prayer, that's through having conversation with him, that's through putting our worship music on, whatever that is, but making time and being still.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Being still. And I know some people find it really hard to be still. But I to encourage you, church, this year make that your goal every day. Find two minutes. Five minutes. Some of you might be able to do half an hour or an hour. Well, God bless you. That is wonderful. But we all are in different seasons of our life. But find a moment every day to get that, that time to personally connect with your heavenly Father yeah. and be still. Get a download for the day. Speak to him. Cry out to him. Open your ears each and every day. John 15, 5 says, yes, I am the vine, you are the branch branches, Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. I don't know about you, but I want to produce a lot of fruit in my life. But I know the only way I can do that is finding time every day to personally connect with Him and being still and communing with Him. Amen. The second one is corporate connection, and that's through church, that's through Connect Group. That's through one-on-one meetings, coffee dates, catch-ups, meals together. A Christian without a church family is a spiritual orphan. And I know there's so many people from the, the ripple effect of the last couple of years that have become spiritual orphans through just become out of habit or through offense or whatever that that, that is, that they're walking around, their faith hasn't changed, their belief in God hasn't changed, but they're an orphan. That's what God calls it. And he calls us to be in community, to be a part of a church family, to be in corporate connection. Why? The sense of connection between people further strengthens their individual resolve and focus, which fortifies the group. When a group of individuals believe in something higher than themselves, their work can be amazingly greater. And so if I took half of this room, right, I took half of you and we did something together, it would be amazing, okay? So this group of people here, if we all band together, it would still be incredible. But if I took this whole room all together, what could we do? Far greater, okay? We could do so much more because there's more of us. We all have a part to play. We cannot fulfill God's purpose in our lives by ourselves. We can't. And I know there's some people that have that mindset, I'm fine, I can do it on my own, I don't need church, I don't need community, I'm good, I've got my faith, and that's no judgment. But God talks about it in the Word of God. He said we need each other. We need corporate connection. We need community, iron sharpens iron. And it says here, Jesus tells that, that he is uniquely present when we gather in his name. The Holy Spirit dwells within each follower of Jesus. When we gather The power of the the Spirit flows from one to another and back. When we gather, the work of God is done. Confessions are made. Sins are repented. Love and compassion are expressed. Hearts are healed. Encouragement is given. Lives are transformed. Men and women are lifted up, up out of sin and rebellion into life and identity and calling. God is done. Sorry, this work is done That uh, Sorry, work is done that just cannot be done in isolation. I've got that out. Amen. So this is why Corporate Connection Church, meeting together on a regular basis is so important. But do you know what this takes? It takes fighting for it. Fighting for community, fighting against our calendars, fighting against pride and fighting against distraction. And we have to do that because there's a fight. There's contention for your time to pull you out to put other things priority, but we're going to fight for it. Amen. Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And simply here, church, if we stay connected to him, if we stay connected to church, if we stay connected to one another, I will guarantee you will continue to flourish and succeed. This will help you flourish and succeed in your marriage, in your parenting, raising your kids, in your relationships, in your workplace, as we keep being connected in those three areas of our lives. Stay faithful and consistent. Very good. I prophesy that over our church this year. Stay faithful and consistent. And that is all that Christian and I have made a decision for the last 20 years. Six years—we're actually celebrate twenty-six years married on Wednesday. Church, come on, that's worthy to celebrate. Twenty-six years, we've made a decision to not only be faithful and consistent to each other, but faithful and consistent in our faith, and faithful and consistent to building the house of God. And not perfect, not without ups and downs, but because of that, our life continues to flourish. And succeed. And I want to encourage you to continually do the same. Amen. Because the devil will try and sow little seeds of lies of why to pull out of the race or why to get offended. But keep a heart soft, church. Keep a heart full of grace. Keep a heart full of gratitude. Keep loving, overlook offense. And as a church, as a body, we can do so much more together. Amen. Can I get the band up? Jeremiah 17, 7, 8, it says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear. When heat comes, it leaves are uh, always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And in Psalm 29, 13 to 15, it says, The righteous will flourish like the date palm, long-lived, upright and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of of our God, growing in grace. They will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. Church people waver and flounder. But as those two beautiful scriptures say, stay planted. Put your roots down and you will flourish. And in conclusion... I want to just remind us, and then I just want to pray over you. And I was thinking about the 12 men that made the best decision of their lives, and that was to connect their lives with Jesus and follow him. 12 men. An amazing example of laying everything down and saying, we will follow you, Jesus. And as we know, that's the 12 disciples. And it wasn't without a few hiccups. It wasn't without some betrayal. It wasn't without some sacrifice. But it was worth it. Jesus' invitation to them was to follow him and to be his disciples. To imitate him, to watch him, to examine his life on how to live. And church, I want to do that afresh today. As we're launching in, we're well into a new year. That I want to make that fresh commitment again today. That we say, Jesus, I commit my life and my heart afresh to you again today. I commit that I'm going to follow you. That I'm going to examine how you lived your life. And I want to try and live that out. To keep growing to keep maturing and watch what he will do. So why don't you stand to your feet, church. Connect afresh to him today and put him first and centre. So why don't you close your eyes and I just want you to think about some areas of your life that maybe you're struggling in. Maybe you haven't totally surrendered them to him. And today is a moment when you can say, God, I let go of control. And I say, Jesus, I want to follow you and I want you center and first in my life afresh again this year. Thank you, Lord.
0: Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing
2: in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.